0: Welcome to the Girlfriend God podcast, a podcast in search of and in service to the divine feminine, bringing you an equal mix of academic research and emotional spiritual experience. If you're watching on YouTube, be sure to like and subscribe, and leave a comment. If you enjoy this podcast, share it with your friends, rate and review it if you're listening on a streaming platform. Follow on social media, on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. Now, let's get in the flow. Okay, so welcome to another episode of The Girlfriend God. Today, I am really excited to welcome Dr. Glennis Livingstone. Blenis Livingstone has been on a goddess path since 1979. She is the author of Pagayan Cosmology, Reinventing Earth-Based Goddess Religion, which fuses the indigenous traditions of old Europe with scientific theory, feminism, and a poetic relationship with place. Her new book, A Poesis of the Creative Cosmos, Celebrating Her with Pagayan, Sacred Ceremony, documents the synthesis of her work over the past decades. She is the author of the children's book, My Name is Medusa, and co-editor of the anthology, Revisioning Medusa from Monster to Divine Wisdom. Love that title. Glenis has contributed to 11 other anthologies, including Goddesses in World Culture, edited by Patricia Monaghan, Four Mothers of the Women's Spirituality Movement, edited by Miriam Robbins Dexter and Vicki Noble, and Goddesses in Myth, History, and Culture, edited by Mary Anna Beavis and Helen hai suk Wang. Did I pronounce that correctly? Okay. In 2014, Gl- Glennis co-facilitated the, is it Mago? Mago. MAGO, the MAGO Pilgrimage to Korea with Dr. Helen hai Huang, Hwang, and she produced Pagayan Cosmology Meditation CDs, and she teaches a year-long online course called Celebrating Goddess and Cosmogenesis in the Wheel of the Year for both the Northern and Southern Hemispheres. Dr. Livingstone, welcome to the show. That right. is an impressive resume. <laughs> I gotta say.
1: I think, oh, did I do all that?
0: <laughs> right. When you hear it out loud, it's you're, you're impressed right. with yourself, right?
1: <laughs> impressive <the same> person. <laughs> I- I'd like to meet her. <laughs>
0: right. Right. So, I guess first, I want to a- I want to ask about. So, you know, from our correspondence, you've. You've been on my colleague's shows, you've been on Dr. Ionescu's show, The Goddess Project, and you've been on Liz Kelly's show, uh, Home to Her. So you've talked quite a bit uh, about your new book, A Poesis of the Creator's Cosmos. My question is, so is it kind of reflect, because I haven't really looked at the new book very much, although I've read a significant portion of the first book. How is it different? Is it a lot of reflection? Is it a revision? How have your beliefs changed since you wrote the first book? Let's talk about that.
1: Okay. Um, Let's see, it's probably a lot of, it's probably all of those things. Um, There were certainly things that needed updating, Uh, you know, over time, things evolve and change and, and deepen my understanding. There were things that I became aware of after I published this one that came in stronger, that right. just, and that I incorporated into my course, my, you know, my, my, with my students, but it wasn't in this book. And so, uh, so there's that. Um, it needed updating. There was also, yeah, it, it's, I needed to document what had happened since this one, you know. Right, um, and I was actually surprised as I wrote the new one that you know I would refer sometimes to this one. I didn't want to put it in the new one. Uh, there was so there were some there are some things that went into the new one with editing and updating, and there were some things that I just didn't want to put in here and say it all over again. So I just right, referred right. It to it. Um, the first one, like pagan cosmology, was really the outcome of my doctoral thesis. Right. And, and so I, w- I completed my doctorate in, in social ecology, uh, a study of the female metaphor and her embodiment in seasonal ritual. I can show you the big toe. Look. <laughs> the, it, this was the days when we, you know, before we digitalized everything.
0: Right, yeah. right. When used <laughs> This was
1: the doorstop, right? That's it. Right, right. And it says the female metaphor, Virgin Mother Crone of the dynamic cosmological unfolding, her embodiment in seasonal ritual as a catalyst for personal and cultural change. That's quite exciting. Right? I was very <laughs> pleased. I was very pleased when they had to read that out at the ceremony, the graduation ceremony, that it right. took up space. We took up a lot of space. <laughs> uh, anyway, so then so that was a doctoral thesis, and that's great. But and I wanted to turn it into a book, uh, but you know, and I sent it off to various publishers, and
0: which is very know, common, right? I mean, a lot of people take their doctoral dissertation yeah. or a thesis or whatever and turn it into a book. I mean, but I didn't cool.
1: know what to, I didn't know what to call it. You know, I mean, you know, right, you, had right. a, I said, hey, you can't publish a book with that many words in the in it.
2: <laughs> right, right.
1: And, and uh, so it was only after my partner and I had this synergistic conversation in the kitchen, and I was, you know, in Starhawk. I was co-hosting Starhawk out here in Australia, and and I was very conscious that my I was grounded in in what Starhawk had taught me as you know the pagan tradition, but I identified as a Gaian Guyan spirituality, which I'd gotten from Charlene Spretnack's Gaian spirituality. Uh, and so he was saying, oh, he says, well, what about, uh, why not call it Pagayan? And the lights went on. Was right, like, oh, right. That's it? And I said, and it's a cosmology. You know, it's not, it's it's about a place. So it's a Pagayan cosmology. So that's where we sort of, back in 2003, we coined that at the end of it. And then suddenly it had a name and I was able to put the book, I was able to redo, you know, it into that with that title. And that right, concept. right. So it so this one was really the outcome of the doctoral thesis, right? And it, and I really needed to. So you know, about two thousand and eleven, I became conscious that something I needed to do a new book. You know, so right. two thousand and eleven took twelve years, right? But it needed to take twelve years because I, you know, I still had to, you know, right, right. Add, yeah, and and well, we grow,
0: and, right? I mean, it's part of your own spiritual path. So, that's
1: and we right. evolve,
0: and we learn new shit, and we figure <laughs> stuff out, or we go, uh, you know what I mean? I, it's an ever yes. evolving process, right? You can't yes. get it wrong, and you'll never get it done. So,
1: yes, that's right. Yeah.
0: Sometimes we have to revise our our old ideas. So
1: yeah, yeah.
2: So. Gaian, so tell
0: me, let's talk about so what are the actual differences between pagan which is a very broad term Mm. and what's the difference between pagan spirituality or a pagan belief system versus a Gaian belief system? Thanks.
2: Um,
1: Well, of course, you see, I I I do understand pagan as you know under the umbrella of pagan. Although when I presented a paper at the uh, Parliament of the World's Religions in 2009, I couldn't decide whether I wanted to be in a goddess category or the pagan category. Right, right. Um, And in the end, I went into the pagan category because you know it's it would just be a bigger umbrella. Right. Um, Although you know certainly. uh, Anyway, so Gaian, so pagan is definitely not necessarily inclusive of goddess spirituality. Right. Not necessarily. Uh, And sometimes, you know, where the god actually dominates, you know, in pagan stories often. Right.
0: I mean, I think that depends on who you ask. Like here. Yeah, it does. Like in the United States, I mean, pagan really means anything other than the three main Abrahamic religions.
1: Yes, yes. Right. It includes a lot. Right. Yes. Diverse, very diverse. And that's good. Right.
0: But some people here who are limited in their knowledge or who are are kind of you know ignorant, and I don't mean that as a derogatory term. I mean they just don't know. Yes. You know, they assume that all pagans are witches. And that's yeah. not, you know what I mean? Like, they just kind of lump everything together into one view. But but I think you're right. I think in, in pagan culture in general, there's still a, a dominance on the gods versus the goddesses.
1: I'm just going to let my cat in. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is that usual for him to watch? Oh, he's gone away. <laughs> He was like, you talk it's to like, him to like never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you probably said, oh, no, she's talking to somebody. I don't want to go in there. Right, right. <laughs> so, sorry. Yeah, so. That's okay. Yeah, um, no, what you're saying is quite correct. You know, it's it's a broad umbrella. And it's the same true everywhere, I think, and certainly here in Australia. It's, so the pagan community does, you know, it is very inclusive of of Great diversity. I guess I was at that stage. I was identifying as and I, as Gaian in particular, because it it very consciously included um, the scientific, the, right. the new Western scientific story of the universe, right. and and I think it was Charlene spretnack who wrote an article called Gaian spirituality in the Woman of Power back in I don't know when it was 1990 or something. And um, that was what I identified with. It, but that was, you know, it was the Western scientific perspective, the universe story. I was very passionate about the universe story and the work of Brian Swim and Thomas Berry. Uh, And that was that was part of the, you know, the doctoral thesis. What I was doing was I synthesized the three qualities of cosmogenesis. With the three qualities of the goddess, right, and that was my synthesis, and um, of those qualities, and it was a return of the of goddess to the status of of the dynamic that unfolds the universe, right, and so that was very Gaian. It was Gaian. It had female metaphor, decidedly, ex- exclusively female metaphor, right. Uh, Anything, any gods were included in that, but she because she births all, you know, she births all. So, as my my partner would put it, the brotherhood was included in the motherhood.
0: Right. Uh, So, in my own kind of worldview, right? Yes. I have I I call it the diamond head god theory, and what I mean is. Although I believe that there are legitimately many goddesses, I believe that they are all facets, like a diamond has many facets, that they are all facets of the one. I call myself a monotheist because I believe in a singular source. Right? Right? I believe in a singular source. Right. There is one source one primordial goddess, one creatrix of everything, everything, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: universe, other universes, us, shit we don't even know about, shit we can't even understand, you know what I mean? Uh, Yes, yes. like that, you know, that she was here when here wasn't even a a place.
2: Yes. (laughs) The time beyond
0: time, the time before time, the time before understanding.
2: Yes, she
0: was, which of course she,
1: you know a lot of the, the ancient alpha myths. and
0: the she's the alpha and the omega.
1: Yeah, yeah, and a lot of ancient myths, you know, speak of that. You know, uh, Namu, the the primordial uh, ocean and the you know that before right. it all got split up into bits.
2: Right,
1: but you know, and and what you're saying, I mean, Maria Budas would be you know yes that she would say yes that these you know the snake goddess the bird goddess they're all aspects of the great goddess right. you know and, and and But the only difference there, you, you say you call yourself a monotheist, and I understand what you mean by that, you know, that there's one source. I'm, I'm an and, essential
0: uh, monotheist. I've been called an essential monotheist.
1: Uh, yes, yes, very good. Oh, you're an essential monotheist, very good. <laughs> um, of course, I'm, I'm very strong, and I say in pagan cosmology, as you probably know, that this is not a theism of any kind, It, you know, it's not a theology, it's not a theism, it's not a panentheism, it's it's about a cosmos, it's about a place. So, I, I, you know, the we do from my perspective, it is all you know, there's one great source, one origin that is ever present, right? And, and you call it the universe, you call it the you know, the great goddess, but uh, it's it's an omnipresent. Uh, origin and it's what it is one and then we you know I talk about it as having three qualities of unfolding and then there's multiple you know (laughs) as you say multiple aspects you know multiple facets to it yes
0: and it never ends
1: no no it never ends you see that's part well you see that's part of the thing about my work. Uh, it's about cosmogenesis. We live in a we now know, and it's really recent information for humans. Right. That we live in a cosmogenesis, an unfolding universe. Right. It's not right. static. It's not and that's one of the big changes in our that's going on. Whether people are aware that we we are now aware that it's not a static cosmos we live in. Right. It's that
0: the universe is expanding. Right.
1: Yes. And and it's unfolding and moving on all the time.
0: Right. And, and we that's why I find I I I read a lot about and I like watch a lot of videos on YouTube and stuff about things where there's a, a combination of science and spirituality that really fascinates me. Yeah. Like um, like I I watch part of a It was like a a short, I can't remember what it, I wish I could remember what it was called. Uh, But I don't, because I need to take notes, and I don't, and you know how it is. Um, But it was about, it was a piece about, they did research about prayer and the power of prayer, but they did the scientific research where the areas of the brain that light up are the same areas of the brain that light up when, like, when you do cocaine, and when you drink alcohol and it was the pleasure center and it was the same, the same parts Mm -hmm. of your brain get activated. And I think that's fascinating, right? That's fascinating to me.
1: Well, I was, one of the programs I was part of at the 2009 parliament of the world's religions was one where where, that was done by Anne Benvenuti and Elizabeth. I can't remember, but it's up on my website. A little bit about that particular paper, but it was on that it was about what you're talking about it was the and i was there i was their case in point <laughs> oh, nice. um, the ceremony doing ceremony um and what that does to you know to your mind right. ritual prayer, and where the brain is activated and you know and how that is sh- mind shifting you know
0: right because yes. it creates new synapses in the in the yeah. brain right that's what ritual does
1: yeah I mean I spent
0: some time I've done a lot of things and of course I spent some time as a practicing witch and I you know and these these things are are real I know because I've experienced them for myself you know and it's yeah it just it blows my mind and I get excited and I will you know if somebody gets me talking about it that after a while they're like uh, okay like okay I didn't mean to get you on this tangent that you're now, <laughs> that you're now on. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, and that's one of the things about Pagan cosmology, when I, you know, in my course and you know, of it, is that it's, it's not about, it's about an action of ceremony, of you right. doing it. It's not right. just talking about ceremony. It's actually, you know, doing it is really important <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because, you know, how, creating the altar itself is a ceremony, but you know, right. then, but the ceremony is where the change happens. Right. You know, my, my, su- my my supervisor used to say, oh, we practice like we know it until we come to know it. You know, so right. it's sort of like you, you address it, until,
0: it. You fake it till you make it.
1: Yeah, it's a bit like that, I'm sorry yeah, to yeah. say. <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's kind of like we we address the great cosmos as if we are, well, it is, we are in conversation. In ceremony, we are in conversation with right. our place in, in a conscious way. You know, I mean, we can be in conversation with our place anytime, but right. you know, we, we create a special space for that. And we take so the essential things of life and we address the cosmos. And so, even though, and I feel like, um, you know, for all this ceremony that I've done for decades, I'm at a phase in my life now where oh, I've, well, it, continuing to deepen my understanding of what I've been talking about. Uh, oh, right. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's sort of like to get a feeling. I mean, we, because we, I and many of us grow up in a culture that's so alienated, we, we actually do not know how alienated we are from our place and from a relationship with where we are and who we are. Right. And ceremony is a practice of trying to of re feeling sensing right all of that
0: right so and it's interesting that you say that so when I was in Pittsburgh um, one of the things I started doing at the suggestion of someone else who was very she was a big advocate for knowing about the land on which you lived,
2: right yes
0: um, and knowing the energy that 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 place held, who lived there before you, who you know, not just what indigenous tribes' land was it, but who was there before that,
2: Yes, or was there ever
0: a battle fought there? Was yes. there, you know what I mean? Just like yes. learn yes. about the place in which you live because it holds yes. the energy of everything that happened there before you got there,
2: Yeah, that's right. right?
0: And then learn how to harness that and work with that energy, yes. right? Yes. Maybe there's some healing that needs to take place there that maybe you can help with, or maybe there's some energy there that you have no business like messing with, or you know what I mean? like. And I had never really thought about that before. And that's a recent discovery, right? I mean, that's within the last five years. I just moved back to Champaign from Pittsburgh in 2021. So, yeah, it's like they're always, and I I agree with you that so much of what we talk about, it's like, well, like at some point you have to take some action. Yes.
1: Spiritual
0: growth doesn't, spiritual growth doesn't happen from the couch.
1: Yeah, yeah. You see, and you know, you can talk about eating the pear. You talk about eating the pear, but eating the pear, you have to eat the pear.
2: Right.
0: Right. (laughs) You can. uh, There's somebody that I listen to that always uses the analogy of, you can make the lines in the carpet with your vacuum cleaner. But it's not the same as when you plug in the vacuum cleaner and actually vacuum (laughs) the carpet.
2: (laughs) You actually do it. That's right.
0: Right, right. So, okay. So, speaking of this sense of place, uh, this is a nice segue into something that I wanted to ask you about. So, I recently formed this nonprofit organization called Church of the Goddess. And one of the things that this nonprofit hopes to accomplish in the future, and I mean like, this is like a 10, 20 year Mm -hmm. goal. We would like to purchase old churches because in the United States, people are leaving the church in droves. More and more people identify as atheist, agnostic, not religious, but spiritual, and so on and so on. You know, those statistical numbers go up every year. Um, and as such, churches as businesses are going out of business,
2: right. uh,
0: which means their buildings, their churches are on the real estate market. So we would like to buy up these churches and make them churches of the goddess right. with, a, you know, kind of a loose religion that isn't really a religion, but just kind of an umbrella. For all goddess paths, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the women that I have talked to, so I grew up Catholic, right? Which
1: <laughs> you survive. You're a survivor. It's a,
0: it, right. It's a twenty-seven step program, and um, so I am a recovering Catholic. And yes. many of the women that I know, yes, that walk a goddess path are, and we all are our goddess path. We all identified with. The Virgin Mary first, yes. right? Because right? she was the only woman w- yes. we had as to form any kind of an attachment to in the yes. Catholic pantheon, right? Yes. Right. right? Um. But the other thing that Catholics were really good at was the pageantry and the ritual.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Good pageantry training. I, I right. did it for a, right. I did it for a period of time, you know, and it was good training.
0: Right. I mean, the candles <laughs> and the incense and the. Stand, stand, kneel, sit, you know, just all of that. Um so we miss that. Yes. And there's something about having a place.
1: Uh Uh And
0: I thought that maybe it was just me, but then when I started talking to other women and they were like, Yes, I want that. I want a place where I can from I can't speak for anybody else for me personally. I want a place where I can go
2: and pray
0: and worship and silently meditate and just kind of breathe in the life of the goddess-loving community to which I belong and meet with my sisters week after week. And month after month and year after year. I mean, that is a desire in our community and that's where this organization was born from. However, the pushback I anticipate is then you're just recreating the same structure that we sought to escape.
2: Yeah.
1: yes, yes, yes. Cause I mean, the buildings themselves, you know, I'm designed with a certain cosmology in mind.
0: <laughs> right. But and, I feel like I'm taking it and turning it on its head. I don't feel like yeah, I'm I mean, rebuilding the same structure.
1: Yeah, you could reorganize the space. I mean, you know, back in the old hippie days when we used to be <laughs> doing, I was Catholic for a while, as I say, and we used to do, you know, we we were allowed to take over the mass on Sunday afternoon. And oh, nice. it was and so we would reorganize the pews, you know, reorganize the whole thing, you know mm-hmm. uh, so they were different, <laughs> so you can reorganize the space, you know, right, you can just throw out the pews if you want to, and have cushions or whatever <laughs> but yes you you could you could reorganize the space right, but I know what you're saying about a space too, because when I started doing the seasonal ceremonies seriously, mm-hmm. like you know, religiously every eight of them, and um mm-hmm. i didn't really have a place, you know, and I do talk about that in in Pagan cosmology
2: right
1: uh, and but that i I was able to i was young enough that I could you know pick everything up and set up a whole space and right, you know, right. create the space but you know right. at, at some point my when i my partner. Moved in, and he wanted to build. He wanted to build a place, right? So he actually did build Moon Court, which was a ceremonial space,
3: right? And right.
1: And From two thousand and eight on, so you know, and, and that you was, still have that
0: space now, right?
1: Well, we we had to, we sold because I wanted to move after you know decades of being in that one place,
2: mm-hmm. and,
1: and so about two thousand and seventeen, I became aware that. I wanted to be closer to my mother who was still living in my homelands, which is where I am now. Okay. And so the desire to be closer to her means we had to sell moon court, which is, uh, it is in now in the hands of, of a young woman and her partner and their two children now. And she does, you know, goddess things and she's a doula. Nice. So, so it has been bought by a person who's taken it. Oh, okay. and the spiritual of the place. Well, that's, that's it, nice. Yes, and we, we, we were confident that it you know, it had a story of its own and a life of its own that would continue beyond us.
2: Right, but, right.
1: But I, but I understand your need, you know, the, the desire for a place, and we built Moon Court and we had that ceremonial space, which was, you know, right. it is a really good thing, and it would nurture, it is nurturing to have that right. place. So I think your your goal is you
0: know is a good one, yes so the other thing the other question then that arises from that is in the discussions that I've had with my other you know with my members of the board is, and I guess since you have been doing this work as long as you have and you have the history that you have, and because you are one of the the foremothers of this goddess spirituality, right? I mean, you are. Yeah. You and uh, Miriam Dexter and, oh. I, and you know, just and many, all,
1: and many who came before me even yes, who were my teachers. <laughs>
0: right. But you you guys are our teachers now. Like everybody's podcast that you did, we're all learning from you. Uh, yes. Right? Yes. So We we often wonder why there has never been I dream of a unified goddess religion. Right? Because if there's a church, why wouldn't there be a religion?
2: Right.
0: Thoughts?
1: Ah yes. Well, you (laughs) know,
0: so I I have this idea, I call it (laughs) Sheism.
1: Ah, Shiism. Oh that's that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh yeah, yeah, that's you know, we are we do we're looking for words because you know it's such a struggle to find the right words, you know, the language for it, you know? Um so Shiism, that's a good one. A and, and, and you know, Goddess as religion and and there's a bit of a section in the original on Goddess as religion, you know, is is yes. she a yes, religion? I saw that, yes. And she she deserves the status of a world right. religion, right? You know, because she under she actually is underneath all of them, you know. Right. These young gods, these young whippersnappers, Yahweh and the other guy, <laughs> you, know, they, they, you know, they just they rejected the goddess. Right. I,
0: had, I there's a there's a quote by Vicky Noble that, it, or maybe it was Z Budapest. I don't know. I posted something on Instagram not that long ago that was essentially saying that that yeah. all religions are rooted in. In her. In her, right.
1: Yeah, in Shi'ism. Um,
0: in Shi'ism, right, okay. And, and Great, both- you're going to run with that. Pass it along. <laughs>
1: yeah, I might, I might, you know. <laughs> well, spread it. Um, mystical traditions of all of them are the closest. They, they are still in touch with those roots. So the mysticism, yes. you know, of Christianity, Islam, that they're all still kind of in touch with even though many of them have been corrupted with male metaphor. Right.
2: Uh,
1: but, you know, one of the things that helped bend my brain, I had a friend, and, and do give him credit in the new book, Ian Brown, his name was, who used to be able to speak the poetry of Iraqi and um, the, oh, the, the ancient poets, the okay. Sufi poets. And he could speak it with female female metaphor, just off the cuff. And he would he could say it with just she instead of he. That's amazing. And, and that was you know that for me was just mind blowing. Yeah. But and I also got to witness the power of like he would do that in groups. He would be able to speak this poetry, not just to me but to the whole group, you know. And it was people were just like. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. <laughs> the poetic the, the poetic that's part of what was at the basis of you know my you know ceremonies is like creating this poetic experience for people. Right. And if if it's a female metaphor, it creates a poetic experience with female metaphor. That right. Changes the brain.
0: <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so yeah, so I mean part of this uh kind of mission statement was so i developed this Shiism thing which because i figured i wanted these you know these churches to be rooted in yes. something and i had to call it something
2: yes but yeah.
0: i also yeah. have kind of in the i don't know like community guidelines like this is what like orthodox Sheists believe, but you don't have to believe these things to come to the church.
1: Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's good.
0: Because it doesn't because Shiists don't prolestitize.
1: That's right. And she births all.
0: Right. Right. So it was still a welcoming environment, even if you don't believe what we believe. So I had, so I came up with a list of like, I don't know, I've got like 10 or 12 tenants of Shiism. I'm looking at my, I'm looking at my document. I should send this to you, just so you can look yeah, it over yeah, yeah. And, okay. and see what I have. Um, right. But that reminds me that the other thing I wanted to ask you about, oh, by the way, I wanted to tell you, cause I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but you mentioned um, presenting at the parliament on world religions and this year, it's in Chicago. Yes.
1: Uh
0: so I would love to go up there for the day if I can, but I don't know if I can afford a ticket to get in. Uh, mm. but they invited Liz Kelly this year. Yes.
1: Yes. Did you know that? Yes.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. Um anyway, so this religion Some of my friends
1: invited me to come, you know, uh, there's a good friend I met. She lives in Chicago, Anita Olokof. I met her in 2009. Mm-hmm. And she said, oh, why didn't you come? I said, oh, no, can't mm-hmm. do it. But, yes.
0: Well, if you ever are in Chicago, I'd be happy to take a day trip to come meet you in person.
2: Yes.
0: Um, when you were on Liz's show,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you mentioned uh, the Daughters of Shining Harmony. <gasps> ah. You made a reference to the Daughters of Shining Harmony.
1: Lux Madriana.
0: And Lux Madriana. Yes. Yes. So I have had my own saga with the Deianists and the Philianists. I have a copy of The Chapel of Our Mother God. Nice. Are you familiar with that?
1: I've got a few right here. Well, so, you know, I went and digging in my archives. And the, the feminine
0: uni- and the feminine universe.
1: Mine were the my- coming age, but there was one here. Um, oh, they're all coming age, but there is this one: the light of the goddess, an old pamphlet.
0: So that's a old <laughs> pamphlet from Lux Madriana.
1: Yeah,
0: okay. yeah. So, Lux Medriana eventually morphed into two distinct groups: Dianists and Philianists. Right.
2: Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. The
0: Dianists and the Philianists—the only difference between the two of them is the Dianists believe are like monotheists. There's one right. supreme god, and it's goddess right the philionists have a whole mythology about the trinity but their trinity is the mother mm-hmm. the daughter and the dark mother
2: right I
0: okay yeah. there's a website called mothergod.com that i don't know who maintains it but it's so it's kind of defunct now like if you click on the contact me no one will answer you if you send an email but all the information is there. Right. Okay. So they published a book. If I have it out here or not. I don't have it out here. I have it in my office. They published a book called uh, The Chapel of Our Mother God, The Scripture of the World's First Faith. Mm-hmm. And it is exactly that. It is scripture. Mm-hmm. Some of that is in the old documents of Lux Madrian. Some of it right. is pulled from that. Right. They claim to have channeled this scripture. Right. right. Mm-hmm. So that sounded familiar to you?
1: Oh, but they would. I mean, that's what people say they do. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, people uh, ask me, want to, they oh, didn't want did you to... channel this? You know, well, I don't use that language, you know. Right. No.
0: Well, they didn't want to take credit for it, so they published they published this book anonymously. Yes. Um, I bought that book. I can't tell you how long ago I bought that book. And like I said, it, it is written as as scripture. It is very Catholic because the women that
2: <laughs> the well yeah. the
0: women that did this day in his sect were Catholic.
2: Yeah. They came
0: from Catholicism.
2: Yes.
0: So. Of course, it reads that way, and this was a group of women at Oxford in the seventies.
2: Yes, right. So I bought know,
0: that. I bought that book. I can't tell you how long ago I bought that book. Yes, so right. when I developed the girlfriend god, I started posting about it on mm-hmm. social media, because every time I tried to find information about these people, where were these people? These philianists and deianists and the people that published this book. And how frustrating it was, because every time I tried to do research online, and I am a librarian, for God's sake, it's not like I don't know how to re- research, right? Yes. I oh, can I never did. find anything. All I ever found were like these old Tumblr accounts. Right. And then somebody contacted me on Instagram and said, I'm a philianist,"
2: uh-huh. And I
0: was like, oh, after all these years of searching. Yes. So then they invited me to their private discord server. And so there's this small group of people practicing this religion. And I tried to ask them, I was like, why are you not public? Like, why are you not Mm -hmm. sharing this? It's a beautiful religion. Why are you not sharing this with the world? And I got to tell you, Glennis, the answer is pretty much just that they're young and easily offended, and can't handle criticism.
2: Ah, right, right. So they
0: just hide in their little private Discord server, and yeah.
2: All
1: right.
0: which I think is a real shame because they have the makings of a real religion.
1: Yeah, but you know, I mean, this if that's what they need to do in terms of, you know, creating this kind of monastery kind of, you know, protection. Um, you know, it's, a, it's kind of like a monastery, isn't it? You know, and and their mission is not to spread it, but, you know, they if they have to take care of themselves in that way, you know, and it is, I mean, the world is a vicious place, you know. I it know, is but I think. They can't and- handle it. You know if they can't handle it and they know they can't handle it, then it's best that they stay whole rather than get you're much
0: you're much kinder than I am <laughs>
1: <laughs> no I, I mean I have been cross with some people that i, I know who've you know been in the goddess thing and done wonderful work, and they haven't shared it they haven't they haven't written articles and put it out there like you know, like I have, <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> <laughs> right, right, and they haven't done that. And I do get cross about that sometimes, but you know, it's like, well, you know, I it's not up to me to tell them, you know, they have they've done what they've done and what they need to do,
0: right? Well, I will have to share with you so this private group they had a member who's not with them anymore, um. But it was this trans woman who obviously is also a bit of an archivist, and she went through she was able to get into the archive at Oxford and went Thank through you. and put together like every single shred of evidence of the Filianists, the Dayanists, the daughters of shining harmony, the like all the groups that came before it uh, and after it, because there were all different versions of those groups um, going all the way back to the fifties in this house in Ireland. And they used to be known as the screamers and they have this whole really interesting history. So she took all of those things and collated them into four huge volumes. Um, called The Clear Recital, which is essentially what The Chapel of Our Mother God came, came out of. Um, and then the Opera uh, Amina, Volumes 1 and 2, and The Critical Apparatus, which is kind of like a bibliography. Um, I, I mean, I can't imagine how many years it took her to do that. Right. And and did it for free because she was obviously very dedicated to what they were doing. um, And like I said, it's beautiful. I mean, there are sermons. I did one of the, I used one of the sermons from my priestess at the altar series. um, Just like I said, it's just, it's beautiful. And I just, yeah, I guess I wish they were just sharing it with more goddess. You know, lovers. I mean,
1: for myself, you see, I read this stuff and I don't even, the major, Booklets,
0: yeah, Um, because they were very they were very public. Lux Madriana,
1: yeah, and you know, I mean, it was very important for me, you know, in terms of being able to just reframe the whole cosmos as she, you know, to shift because everything, or you know, we grow, I grew up, you know, everything is the metaphor is all male, you know, everything's a male, even sometimes hens and cows. Right. <laughs> uh, so you know, so I it was very important for me. Well, you know, other people like Mary Daly helped.
2: Right. Right.
1: Take the stuff out of our everyday speech. Right. But this really was, uh, and and Starhawk was very good. But this was this kind of stuff really helped me, uh, you know, to redo the world. Right. And, and there was a guy who contacted me what well, not, not that long ago. I've lost all the emails because my computer got upgraded and lost all the emails. <laughs> but I, I remember his name is Race McCreed,
0: that's who I'm a, talking about.
1: Race. Race. I I sent him an email recently say Race, I've lost all our emails, blah, blah, blah. And he has Oh hasn't my died. goodness. So so Race and is he, now he, I sent it I sent him all this stuff so he could scan it and put it up on on the net, but I can't find it anymore. It's not there now.
0: Yes. And Race is the one that's who I'm talking about. Who's right. now female.
1: All right. I didn't
0: know that. All right. That's just cause you haven't talked to her. For I <laughs> didn't know
1: how long. But yes.
0: But But that is why, that is part of what she put together. That is part of the Amina Opera. Boy, it really is a small world. (laughs) That's amazing. I'm gonna have to send you the link.
1: Yeah, are you in touch touch with Rice?
0: I was, you know, we had a nice email exchange going on and then she just kind of vanished. So I don't know. All right, all right. Um, Doing something different now. Uh
1: yeah. I have to a link. I just sent you I just wish it was all still up there, you know, because I'll click on it and I'm just like
0: mm, right. um but it is in these uh the op the uh opera amina volumes one and two. That stuff oh. is in there. Uh not as the scanned pamphlets themselves, but the text is there. Right. So and she probably still has them on a hard drive somewhere.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's right, because I was wanting to share some of it you know. I was going to share the link but not can't do it yeah good it is is i think it's I think it's very good for helping to wash your brain
0: <laughs> well, if she's listening to my podcast, then she'll get a chuckle out of hearing us
2: talk yeah, about yeah. Her. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, because i when i when I found the private discord channel or they invited me. I asked who, you know, who is the person who painstakingly put all this stuff together? And they told me about uh, race, who is going by a different name now.
2: Yes. And I can't remember
0: what it is because she changed her name
1: Uh, um, because
0: she's practicing Judaism now. right. Converted to Judaism. Yeah. I'll have to put the two of you back in touch with each other. Ah. That'll be fun. So in this season, uh, before this episode comes out, much earlier in the season, I actually did do an episode with one of the Uh She did it anonymously, so she's not on camera. There's just going to be a static image. But I did do an interview with one of the affilianists. So stay tuned for that. <laughs> I do, I you know, Blanis, I just... I have found this, and much like yourself and the rest of us really, you know, this spiritual path has taken a lot of twists and turns over the years, but now that I find myself where I'm at and I feel so firmly grounded in my beliefs, I just want to shout it from the rooftops. Don't you?
2: All
1: right. Well... (laughs) I guess, I mean, I guess I do in the sense that, you well, know. Well, I mean, I, you
0: wrote a second book about it, right? Isn't that kind of shouting it from the rooftop?
1: Yeah, yeah, well, definitely. And, and you know, it, one of part of it for me was making a statement here in my homelands. Here in my homelands, family, people who know me, and being I got it published in the local RAG, the local <laughs> newspaper. They actually did it. They actually put the photo of me with the, and the new book and the and the so that was an achievement, and that was something I dreamed I could do, you yes. know, to come back to my to in this place. I mean, when I left this place, you know, back in the 70s as a young one going off to college, um, I couldn't get out of here fast enough, you know, right. and couldn't imagine that I would ever come back here, for heaven's sakes, and like right. it. Right. <laughs> but, you know, I've come back to the place. I love the place, the homelands, the red dirt. The country is beautiful, the land, uh, but the social context has changed, and I'm part of that change. Right. But there's a reception for what I have to offer. There is a reception, but to be to make a statement about it publicly, you right. know, we had a book launch here. My family came, uh, so I got to and you know, I did a ceremonial sort of thing there. Right. So nice. that is kind of shouting from the rooftops, and it's making a statement about this is it, this is who I am, this is the work, this is her. Right. Yeah. Uh, suck it up, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> and, and and I continue to you know write, and you know I do have an urge to you know put it out there. Yes. So I guess that's shouting it from the rooftops. And right, if you right. have the same urge to, you know, you want to put it out there. You want, as I say, we are we are all food for the universe. We are right. all food, and we want to be enjoyed. Really, you know, we right. want to be received. We want to be received.
2: Right.
1: It's part of our potency. Each being's potency, you know, right. is to share.
0: I've th- really thought about it that way—that we want to be received.
2: Have
1: to think on that. Yeah, it was very much, it's very much—it's very much part of the poetic process as I story it. You know, it's like okay. we wax into the fullness of being, and you're in, in summer solstice. You know, it's about the fullness of being. Right. But in that moment of fullness of being, that the radiance is, is dissolving. You know, it's it's, the sun shares its four million tons in every second of itself. Right. And we really, each one of us, desires that kind of radiance. You know, we we do desire fullness of being, but the part of fullness of being is the radiance, you know, It, it just pours itself forth. And then, you know, you go into the dark cycle. The, the first season is Lamas or munasar, whatever you like to call it. Right. But it's it's the first harvest um, where, which is, you know, we become the food. This is a sacred harvest. And I call it the sacred consuming. Uh, so that's shouting it's from the root. So it's, it's sharing your being. And the question asked is, you know, who are you feeding? We're all feed we are all food, whether we like it or not.
0: Right, right.
1: <laughs> well, and we recycle
0: and we regenerate, right?
1: Yeah. 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 And 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 um the the thing to ask for in your personal life is who are you feeding? And are you happy with the answer?
0: So who are you feeding?
1: <laughs> who are you feeding? And if you're not happy with the answer, then you can choose to make a change to that
0: right so who are you feeding
1: ah <laughs> well, well um <laughs> i think it's very diverse and certainly at this point in my life i was astonished that the new book had such a i mean it crossed all kinds of boundaries you know right and um that's really good so it's not just the what would be called or understood as the goddess community. You know, there was a whole deep time network. Um the, the the people, you know, the the people who are into Brian Swim and Thomas Berry, but even my family, you know, my, my brother who practices Christianity, a Christian boy, even he kind of got it, you know? Well, he he actually nice. said apparently he said to my mother as he left my, you know, book launch, he says, you know, I think Glynis and I are on the same page. <laughs> <laughs> some of my friends have been horrified. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So. Well,
0: mm. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I always say, you know, if you study enough religions, you come to the conclusion pretty quickly that they all have some very basic things in common. Right. right. Like know yourself. Try not to be a dick. You know what I mean? Help other people. Uh, You know what I mean? It's basic stuff, basic, fundamental, very human stuff. Mm -hmm.
1: Um. Yeah. At the same time, we want to. People say when sometimes when people say, "Oh, it's all the same." No, no, (laughs) no. Uh, You know, talking about God and Jesus. Is quite different from what I'm talking about, you know. Really. Yes. So you know, this is... <laughs> so, so some of my have been a, a bit worried about the fact of him saying we're on the same page. They go, "Oh, that's a worry."
0: <laughs> you're right. <laughs> that's troublesome. <laughs>
1: um... But I get it. I mean, I mean, I do get it because I do feel that when he talks about the Lord, that he ha- he means the universe. What I mean by the universe. Now right. that's not true for all Christians. Some people don't mean the universe when they talk about the Lord, right? But, you know, it, so it, it does vary across, you know, right? Yeah,
0: I think a lot of it just has to do. I mean, for me, again, I can't speak for anybody but me. But spirituality. I mean, I because I am a human being, I have human needs and therefore my spirituality gets put through a lot of human filters right like i know intellectually i know that my creator or the progenitor or the create you know the origin whatever you want to call it is genderless a non-physical entity i know these things right
2: Yes, but
0: I have mommy issues and I'm a lesbian and I so of course, of course, I choose a goddess path. And that is what resonates for me. And that is how I interpret things. And, you know, I need female iconography and, you know, just all of those things. But I don't know where I was going with that. Just so much of it is is through my my own human experience, but when I'm really in that place, whether it's in meditation or ritual or prayer, there is something not human going on there. You know what I mean?
2: Absolutely. You know when
0: you when you're in that the zone, and you're like. Okay, something feels very different in this moment, and it's usually, for me, it's usually very fleeting, but yeah. I know, I know, you know, you know. Well, <laughs> you, you know,
1: you know, you know, um, <laughs> you know uh, gender, sex, the the creativity of the cosmos pre- proceeded very well uh, before the introduction of meiotic sex. right. So you know, it's because that only happened one point five billion years ago. I mean, we're talking about a story of thirteen point seven billion years, as far as Western science is concerned. Um, right. And so, only one point five billion years ago was this advent of meiotic sex. Up until then, pre- creativity proceeded just fine, and right. you know, <laughs> and this was an experiment, <laughs> and it did, it did. Cosmogenesis took a huge leap forward because diversity exploded with meiotic sex. Um, so, yes, and, and I write quite a bit about that in Peg Cosmology, in the original
2: book. Right, right.
1: And even my te- you know, Brian Swim was one of my main teachers, and um, he talks about that as, you know, in cosmic terms uh and, and in this book his new book you know the, the emphasis on becoming cosmological beings which you know is as you say beyond sex you know right and um but it, as you say and for me also you know the affirmation in terms of social structures the affirmation of the female has been in dire straits now for a few thousand years. Yes. Uh, you know, the young whippersnapper hero got up and said, you know, no, mummy, I don't want to have any of you. Um, <laughs> and I'm going to have my own kind of power. Right, uh, right. And but of course, that's all crumbling. I know. was going to say,
0: do, do you think that we are that that tide is, is turning back Yes. Toward the feminine, I mean. Yes. I, I mean, can-
1: you know, yes. Uh, Heidi Gertner-Avendrol has done some wonderful work on matriarchal societies, past, present, uh, and future. Okay. So you know, for a long time, a lot of us didn't even know that that kind of social structure still existed in the world, but they do. Right. right. And um, it's a different social structure, and it, it, it's one that affirms regeneration. You know, right? And as I say in the review of the Women's Spirituality trilogy, um, it's called Women's Spirituality, but you know, really, it's a spirituality that includes, that involves all. It's a, it's about a spirituality where people, everyone, whatever no matter what gender or sex you identify with, is supports the regenerative processes. Right,
0: right.
1: right. And you know, the females do, you know. Birth, the temperance. Yeah,
0: I always fall back on that. I think, how can you doubt that that divinity lies in the feminine when we really are the only creatures that give life? Yeah.
1: That's where it comes from.
0: Only the, the feminine the give <laughs> life.
1: Hello. <laughs> I mean, I do think we need to. And Sheila Nagy is making a comeback. You know, it's kind of like it's right. the truth, baby. You know, right. Um, right. And, but, let me see.
0: I do I do think that it's turning. I see the tide turning. I think it's all in divine timing, right? Everything is in divine order. I think things do cycle probably in bigger themes than we can even know.
3: Right. Like I read about
0: this, we're apparently in astrologically, we're in some twenty-six thousand year. Cycle oh,
2: yeah.
0: right yeah, where the planet where the planets yeah. line up and make a circle in the sky or something like yeah, that yeah,
2: every, every 26,000
0: yeah. years, yeah. yeah. And we're yeah. in the middle of that, and you know, yeah. yeah
2: I mean, I have, awesome. a,
0: I have a very close friend who is also my personal astrologer, and she has oh. to explain all these things to me <laughs> yeah. every now and then. Like, I'll get some random text, and at like you know, two in the afternoon on a Wednesday, and It'll say something like, oh, my God, your, you know, your Jupiter is sextile with the moon and Pluto, and there's a, there's a grand fire trine and blah, 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 and I, and regardless, I always have to reply the same thing. I'm like, you you know that I don't understand what any of that means, and you're going to have to explain <laughs> all of it to me. And we've been doing this with each other for 20 years. Right? <laughs>
1: Right, I mean, you know, I do think, as you say, the, I mean, the time frames of Gaia. They're much longer than our time frames, and yes. you know, we won't see it in our generation. Hopefully, we will survive. I mean, you know, we're the, we are in dire straits with the climate and, and all kinds. Of, so, but so we do need to change our so our social structures, the way we organize ourselves. Just has to. I have different priorities, you know. This war business and this, uh, you right. know, abuse of the planet and abuse of women. It just can't keep going on, and it, it you know, it right. is crumbling. And there's a lot of pain around all of that. Right. Uh,
0: I mean, I I have kind of a dismal view of that. Like, I think that this this version of us, like, she's pretty much done with that and ready to kind of. I imagine yes. that she just wipes the board clean because for all we know, we're like, you know, version ten yeah. point eight thousand five hundred and yeah.
2: sixty five human, yeah. <laughs> right? And yeah. then
0: she just wipes the board and kind of starts over and does a checklist, right? Of like, well, capitalism, that didn't really work so well. Maybe we're not going to do that next time.
2: <laughs> that's, how I,
0: that's
1: how I envision it. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, we have had choice, you know, about um, how, how we've moved. Right. And right. we sow the seeds of all of that. Right. I, I am hopeful that, you know, I, I'm, I'm with you on, you know, just wipe the board. Right. It c- could happen. But I actually think that if that happens, there, are, I know personally a lot of young ones who will probably survive and right. they'll know so, how to, they know how to survive. Yes. You know? They're doing it better than I you know that uh, my work has been inspiring for them, helpful for them, but you know they're doing it really well, you know raising yes. families um, children so they I think there may be survivors you know and, and in the work and they're, they're and so- in other parts of the world, you know there are indigenous pockets of people who who will survive it and be the seeds of the new whatever comes next right time.
0: and some of these young people i like my, not the most recent generation, but the generation before that, like my niece's generation, uh, who's still in her twenties, like like mid to late twenties, they're just they're so fearless. Yes, they're fearless. Yes. Like when my niece was like, I don't know, twenty four, she went to she went to Thailand
2: by herself. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I,
0: think I never would have done that when I was twenty four. Yeah. Yeah travel to another country where i didn't speak the language.
1: Yeah.
0: And she was like it but not her she was like with the backpack
2: i want to go to yes. thailand. Yes. And she
0: bought a ticket and went to thailand. I just think that's yes. amazing to me. Yes. That's amazing to me.
1: So i mean yes and particularly you know young women like that that's really that is you know we've something has happened. Yeah. more more, more young women and and young men who are taking care of their babies really well. Yeah. You know, it's different, and that's and there's more of those, and, and hopefully they will be the seeds of whatever is that's in the future. Nice. Right, right. But, you know, there's going to be a lot of pain, and meanwhile, in terms of as these structures crumble, you know. Yes. Yes.
0: Sometimes you have to burn it all to the ground to get ready for what's coming.
1: That's right, and I'm afraid to say, you know, we might see that. Um,
0: yeah, I believe me. I, you can imagine what the climate's like here in the United States. Oh,
1: look, uh, you know, I went to the United States, you know, to do my study in Berkeley, uh, and it was, a, but it was a window period. You know, it was a window mm-hmm. period, and I, could, and I just caught the good stuff you know? Right,
0: right, yeah, you wouldn't want to be there now.
1: And then I'm out of there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would not like to you know, what, it's so sad because you know United States, the, the land uh, has so is so rich with so many brilliant people and yes. many who have inspired me and been part of my 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 teachers you know, and yet there's all this nonsense going on, absolutely yeah nonsense but but i guess it's you know part of what's required for the death throes you know
0: right right yeah
1: but you've got to live amongst it and it's like whoa yeah yeah (laughs) i mean we might have to deal with it on the world stage too can you imagine you know again this clown again at the helm of the united states that will surely turn the tides against the united states globally
0: Yes.
3: And
1: so maybe that's what's required.
0: And you know what? And it's a real possibility. Yeah. It is a real possibility. But let's not focus on that.
1: Well, what we're let's saying... Not,
0: is, let's not end on that note.
1: Well, what we're saying is that there are seeds of hope. You know, there are so many... Yes, brilliant
0: there are definitely seeds.
1: And there must be hope. brilliant young people amongst you, you know, who just say ah, you know, but they know something different, you
0: know? Right. They know there's something different and they have a hope for a better future, so. Yeah. yeah. So, all right, Clenis, I think we're ready to wrap it up, but at the end of the show, I ask all the guests the same three questions. All
1: right, okay. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah.
0: All right. Tell me something about yourself that people who know you
2: would be surprised to learn. Could be anything some,
0: some quirky thing there's gotta be something everybody's got something <laughs>
1: uh, let me see uh, let me see i'm not i'm that I'm not perfect in terms of what i uh <laughs> in terms of you know. My everyday behavior. Sometimes I'm really grumpy. Some people might be surprised at that. Yeah. Okay.
0: I could see that. Yeah. that people would find that surprising about you. You have a fairly yeah, cheerful yeah. demeanor. My, my
1: my partner, you know, he, of course, he, he knows plenty about that.
0: <laughs> right. Right. Not that Yeah.
1: No, so, so some people might be surprised to you know that I get really grumpy and even depressed. Okay.
0: Yes. All right. That's fair. Um, what is and you know what? I've never asked this. I've, I think you're my, like my first international guest. Well, I had somebody in the Caribbean. But she's close enough to us that we like we share the same television shows. Because the second question is, what is your current favorite TV series? Mm. So right. it might be something we don't know about. Although we do get some Australian shows.
1: Right. You know, I don't I, I don't watch a lot of television. In fact, I don't even know how to switch our television on because <laughs> it's got so many buttons that I get confused. So I'm reliant. It's like if I want to watch the television, I watch it when my partner's watching, and he he's what I call my cultural development officer oh, because okay. he filters it everything. Um, so I don't watch a lot of series. In, in fact, there's nothing okay. happening right now. But the one I saw, I mean, I saw the show about Sinead O'Connor. Love oh, the, the
0: most the recent documentary.
1: documentary and I just loved it okay I, I loved
0: that's been story. on that's been on our to watch list for a while, so yes, I mean
1: there have been Australian documentaries about the gold rush uh things time that have been very good in terms of there is a lot happening, I think, in terms of documenting you know the truth of yes. what has happened. Yes. <laughs> yes. You white people, look at what look at yourselves, you know, and face what what <laughs> happened, you know. And so, yes. any any documentary or series about that, you know, is really good. And there are some around.
0: Okay, but well, we'll watch the one about Sinead O'Connor. Like I said, we've been meaning to watch that, so that's close enough. Most recent movie. It's also an acceptable answer. Yes. Okay. And last question is, if your life were a movie, what would be the theme song on the soundtrack of your life?
1: Oh, I've got a few favorites.
0: Oh, but you can only pick one.
1: All right, I can only pick one. All right, Katie Lang's, no, yeah, is Katie Lang singing A Curious Soul Astray.
0: A Curious Soul Astray.
1: Yeah, and it comes from Cowgirls Car- Get the Blues. That's funny. It was a funny movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, it was I'm a funny Familiar movie with thing. that? But you know, Katie Lang, I think, sang the soundtrack, and she sang. Okay. A yes,
0: she. Yes, she did.
1: I love Katie Lang. I mean, she's just who wonderful. doesn't
0: who doesn't love Katie <laughs> Lang? I mean, come on.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I'm a, a marvelous woman, and um, and a woman, <laughs> a marvelous yes. woman. Yes. <laughs> yes. No problem. No problem. I can do what I want. And uh, a curious soul astray. That song. Okay. If I have to choose one. Okay.
0: Mm, Fabulous.
1: The lyrics. I, I do want that played. I, I was, I did play it at the book launch. I did played you? Yeah, I played She by Phoebe Ellis, whatever her name is. I
0: love that song. Isn't I
1: it? love that yes. song. <laughs> that, that, that's part of, that's our religion. <laughs> yes, yes. So She, see, the young ones like that are singing it, right? They know. Yes. and but uh, but also on that on my selection for my book launch was a curious soul astray. Okay.
0: okay,
1: I ran for the passion and glory. I ran for the new story, and yes, yeah. away, away, I ran. I ran away to find it, you know, and then yeah. I came back.
0: <laughs> so, uh, so what's next for you, Lennis?
1: Uh I think it's learning everything that I've been talking about for the last few decades, just sensing it more, sensing it more, learning it more deeply. I am travelling. We are travelling. That has opened up. So I will be going. We plan to be going to the UK, visiting the Triple Spiral in Ireland. Okay. My partner's homeland in Wales and meeting Trista, my publisher in Norway.
0: Trista Henderson.
1: Trista Henderson. I'd yeah. like to meet Trista. A marvelous, amazing woman. So that is, you know, we'll, that is on the agenda. I don't know what that will open up, of course. But did you say? Uh,
0: did you say you're meeting Trista in Norway?
1: Yes, meeting Trista. I'm going to. We're going to go to Norway to meet Trista as well.
0: Nice. Have you ever been to Norway before?
1: Not me a place either. That's oh, if oh, I
0: could go. If I could go anywhere in the world, that's one of the places I would love to go to.
2: Right.
0: I think, yeah, yeah, I have some ancestry in Northern Scandinavia. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yes, it's those kind of homelands in a way, part of the ancestral homelands is certainly going to be part of um, the agenda uh, for me. Me, Going to the home of the triple spiral, which really came to me, you know. Right. And I don't really need to go there, but it seems to be opening up that I, I will.
0: Right, right. Well, that's going to be a magical journey, I'm yeah. sure.
1: Yes, as Maybe long you'll... as I'm up to it physically, which is a bit of a challenge, you know. Right,
0: right. I understand. I, don't like
1: getting, I mean, I've done a lot of, you know, traveling the world backwards and forwards across the United States, Australia. And so I feel like in some ways I've been there, done that. I don't really need to. It's there are wonderful places out there but it's a trial these days to actually travel right it's it's not like it used to be
0: right I I understand so I have a disability so things are not easy for me like they used to be
2: yes either
0: and the older I've gotten the worse it is so I understand I relate to that I mean I know Sorry to tell that by looking at me on the Zoom screen from the chest up, but yeah, it's it's difficult. It's difficult.
1: Yes, Um, I do understand that. Yes,
0: but we do. Uh, We do what we uh, can, right? At least we 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 can. And
1: and I'm sort of hopeful that the energy will be there, and I'm, you know, I go my do my swimming, and just slowly, slowly, I will be strong enough to, you know, do
2: what.
0: Right. Right.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Yeah. I ask for. Sometimes I I ask for. So I have a lot of physical pain, but sometimes I yes. Yes. I often pray for my physical pain to be taken from me and yes. turned into something useful.
1: Yes,
2: because yes. yes.
0: everything can be useful. You know what I mean?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. She wastes nothing, Kelly. Right. She wastes nothing.
0: Right. So I'm just that's my pain prayer. Like, can you take this from me and just give it back to me as something useful? Just That's relieve right. me, uh, just relieve, just a little relief. That's all I want, just a little relief. Yes. Just a little.
1: Yes, I understand. So. Yeah. And, and I think women, that there are more women in the world feeling this pain, you know, and we it, it registers as physical pain, but, you know, it's a bigger pain and a lot yes. of us, get, and, and we feel it. It's so common amongst women. Yes. yes. Well, yeah. and you know
0: what's really interesting about that is so the majority of my pain is from fairly severe arthritis, largely due to multiple uh manual, very physical jobs I had in my youth.
2: Yes, yes.
0: Um <laughs> so in a lot of the episodes of the podcast, we've talked about uh the snake and snake mythology and the serpent and kundalini and so wouldn't you know the majority of my the worst arthritis i have is at the base of my spine oh,
1: all yeah. right <laughs> same here yeah, yeah. Yes. which yes. i
0: just get a charge out of <laughs> because that's where the snake is spoiled yes. and, and yes. kundalini so yeah oh,
1: I it's think all it's metaphorical yes it's part of a, a bigger pain yes Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I feel that so but you're right she wastes nothing okay Glen's well the wife and the dogs are out of the office so, <laughs> right. uh, yeah so I'm gonna sign off you know yep. as it work screens gonna go blank all that blah 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 yeah so
2: okay.
0: I will be in touch thank you so much I'm glad that we could finally make this work
2: yeah. Thank you.
0: And I will be in touch, but until then, uh, may the peace and the love of the goddess be with you.
1: Indeed. Thank you. And you too.
0: I will talk to you soon, Blenis. Thank you so much.
1: Okay. Good night.
0: Good night. Thanks for watching The Girlfriend God on YouTube. If you enjoy this podcast, the best way you can support it is to like it, follow it, leave comments on the page. Rate it, review it, share it with your friends, but most of all, subscribe to this channel. And if you want more of The Girlfriend God, you can find The Girlfriend God on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Thanks again for watching.